Welcome to a Friday throwback episode of the Sales Transformation Podcast. This is where we listen back to a great guest with a fantastic message that is still very much relevant. On this episode, Elise Archeron, the founder and CEO of SheSells, joins to talk about her sales journey, the creation of the SheSells brand, and the importance of self-worth in achieving financial success. Now, let's open the vaults, go back in time, and listen in. Colin, take it away. I'm very excited today. I've got Elise Archer on. She's the founder and CEO of SheSells. Uh, Elise is the founder and CEO of SheSells, a coaching program and community for women in sales who are revolutionizing, revolutionizing the way sales is done. Elise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Colin. I'm so excited to be here. I got a little tongue tied there. <laughs> People okay. usually get tongue tied on the she sells part, so you made it past that, which is which is great. So we're already winning, ahead. winning You're already winning. <laughs> early on in the conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, very excited to have you on. Uh, curious to you know learn a little bit more about your sales story journey, and we've got some interesting topics planned out that we planned like. 33 seconds ago. Um, so we don't know where it's going to go, but we're going to have fun. It's going to be highly educational. I know that, um, just based on the research that I've done on you. Uh, so take us back. Like what's your sales journey been like? Where did it start? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it started in a way that I'm not incredibly proud of, which is, I guess I was relatively entrepreneurial at a young age, the age of three or four. And I don't know if you remember the um, McDonald's Happy Meal toys. I'm guessing they're still a thing. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't eat at McDonald's these days, but I did as a little kid and my younger sister and I had all these little plastic toys that we would play with growing up. And I just remember one day getting the inspiration, like I could make some coin off of these things. Like I could really go sell these things. And I don't know what a three or four year old needed to do with money at that point, but I gathered all our, all our toys and got them in a little Ziploc bag and literally went door to door selling them through our neighborhood. And, uh, much to her dismay later, she found out all her toys were gone. So that was probably Mm. not my most ethical start in sales, selling somebody else's stuff without telling them. Uh, but I guess it showed entrepreneurial spirit early on. So anyway, from there went off, um, you know, went to kind of fast forward a lot, went to uh, college for journalism, actually. And I remember mm-hmm. that was the vision for a while. Um, I remember being in my journalism school. Uh, I did news ed. I was going to be a newspaper uh, writer. And my professor was sharing like, OK, so here's what you can expect as a newspaper writer. And here's how much you'll make. And even at, again, tender age, but I think I was 18 or so. And he said the amount and I don't remember what it was, but I know it wasn't impressive. And I just did some quick calculations Mm. and I was like, I think I may be on the wrong career path here. I don't know. (laughs) You probably were thinking I could make more maybe selling McDonald's toys. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I made more when I was three. Right. So, so anyway, so I, along the way I was blessed to have my parents pay for school. So I didn't really need a job, but I always, I just loved working. I loved going Mm. out. I loved being entrepreneurial. I was working multiple sales jobs at the same time in college and just, it's like, I'm going to do something. One sales job wasn't enough. One wasn't an, I mean, hello, (laughs) typical overachiever, right. Which is actually a lot of what led me to some of the things I've shifted in my life um, since then. But yeah, I think I was working five at once at one point. Oh my point. goodness. Um, did you ever sleep? No, no, <laughs> I did not. And this is, I get so much flack from this from some of my clients, but I went to UNC for school and I never went to a basketball game because I was just it's like, love them or hate them. You know, you got to go to a basketball game while you're there. And I, but I just, I loved working. It was 
for whatever reason, it was my jam. And so got out of school, went into corporate media sales and um, did very well at a young age. I was like the, you know, the youngest in our office, but this pattern started that I noticed that has really led to a lot of what I do today with myself and my clients, which was, I was constantly hustling to push to be top of the leaderboard and it was never enough. Like it was, it mm. didn't matter how much I made, how, you know, top of the board I was, it was still never enough. And what I didn't know at the time, cause I hadn't done the inner work that I've done now was that it was all about validation. It was all, I thought if I can make a certain amount of money, if I can be top of the leaderboard, then I'll feel valid, then I'll feel worthy. And so it set off some really unhealthy habits in terms of how I took care of myself or didn't take care of myself. I'd be like mm. getting up at two in the morning to, it's like, if I can just get one more hour in before everybody else, then I'll be okay. Right. Which it sounds extreme, but I think you probably know people who think like this. And I don't know if you've ever mm. had experiences like that, but it's like, there's so much of what's taught, especially in sales culture. And I think in business culture too, of like, if you want to be successful, it's literally just grind, 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 grind harder than everybody else. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there is some truth to that, but I think I've also uncovered a much more uh, elegant way of doing it than, than how I used to. So anyway, found myself, you know, mid twenties with outwardly looking successful. Um, but what I wasn't sharing was I was struggling with an eating disorder. I was really unhappy. I, I think I was probably depressed. I, I wouldn't like, I didn't get diagnosed, but I'm, I'm certain I was. And kind of just reached this breaking point where it was like, there's got to be a different way of doing this. Um, there's got to be a different way of doing this. And so when I think it was right before I was 28, um, I decided I'm out of here. Like I, I can't do the, the grind anymore the way I've been doing it. And I felt inspired for a while to go into sales coaching because uh, mm -hmm. I felt like Back when I back when I was in corporate, so much of what was taught was like it was just straight like cold calling, using the same script again and again, and that that can work. You and I both know that, but I also had been yeah. having a lot of success with like building a brand online and generating client leads that way, and podcasting like we're doing here. And so I was like, there's a better way to for people to sell and generate leads. And I had one client who had paid me three hundred dollars to help him edit a presentation, and I was like it's proof of concept. I've got my own company. I'm out of yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which All is, you gotta do is get that first paying client. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was rich. It it's was, enough confidence to just go yeah. on. Yeah. And you know, I, I bet I'm certain you and probably a lot of your listeners, it's like we maybe have a higher risk tolerance than certain part of the population because sales sometimes requires that. Not for the faint of heart, but um, but that's what I did. And I left a very comfortable you know, six figure corporate job to go out on my own and go into sales coaching. And it's definitely been a deeper journey beyond that. And I, we can kind of go more into, there's been a lot of healing of relationship with money and self-worth and all of that along the way. But essentially what I found was what was being taught for corporate, taught in corporate in terms of selling, a lot of it worked, but parts of it didn't work for me as a woman. And it wasn't working for the women around me either. And it really inspired me to go off and create um, this brand of She Sells, which is all about helping 
working with women specifically with how we're wired naturally to go out and be more successful than we could have ever imagined in sales, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a sales professional. Um, and it's, it's been an incredible journey. So again, there's, there's kind of lots in there we can go into, but that's the very high level of, uh, of the journey. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. So <laughs> we're going to, um, before, I mean, thank you for sharing all this, number one, because mm. I think it's a very powerful message that a lot of people, you know, I think there's a lot of people who still struggle with sort of just the hustle culture and thinking they got to put it, you know, everything into it and unhealthy relationship with money and this constant sort of bro message of like, you have mm. to be money motivated, um, which is a whole topic we can, we can go into, but yeah. I want to just, um, go back for a second, right? Because early on you had a really successful stent in sales, right? Mm. Um, and, and from the outside, everything looked great. Um, but you mentioned that you were really struggling. Mm. So tell me, like, was there like a big moment where you're like, this is just no longer working or like, tell me what happened mm. to where you went on this quest to kind of like do some work and find a better way of, of managing things? Yeah, that's a great question. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's all in how you define success too, right? This is something I've learned yeah. is like financially I was, I guess, successful. Um, yeah. although for me it was like my, and I'll, I'll share numbers cause there's more of the story later that speaks to, you know, healing relationship with money. But for me, it was like six figures was kind of what I did consistently. And in your early twenties, that's, pretty good. Right. I guess it's, again, it's all relative for me. That felt pretty good, but I couldn't quite break through that. But for me, that was like financially, I'm good. I'm quote unquote successful. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, inwardly like struggling in so many ways. And I, I think it was really a culmination of things. I think many of us, and if, if someone is listening and they haven't had this moment yet, maybe they won't have one in this life, but I think more often it's, it's, we all have it. It's just, what are you going to do with it? you know, you reach a point of, um, seeking self-worth and so much outside of you that we can almost mm. accumulate these layers of things that aren't really true to oh, who yeah. we are. Right. I and, mean, I know I even yeah. struggled with it early on, right. Mm, like where, yeah. um, I think it's so like salespeople are told, like, you got to be competitive. You got to be money motivated. Like you got to outwork yeah. everybody else. You got to do all these things. And it's hard not to mm. tie your self-worth to your number. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And to me that the switch, um, and I, I'll go back to your question about what prompted everything, but the, the switch to me has been really learning that your level of income can never exceed your level of self-worth. So we mm. think I'll feel good when I'll feel worthy when I make this amount. And so we're, we're yeah. actually perpetuating separation from that. The key, and this is actually part of my journey as I went from six to seven figures very quickly, um, you've got to feel worthy first. You've got to feel good first. It has to not matter about the money. And this is, it's counterintuitive and it's not a popular yeah. thing in sales culture, but you'll actually make more. Um, and that's been my experience. That's the members of our community as well. When we do the deeper inner work, the money's almost a byproduct of who you're being. Um, but to your point, because well, the interesting thing the is, is that like, if you even, look at your experiences, right? Like yeah. I know for me personally, and I, I think you kind of hinted to this point as well, is like 
you have this target and then you hit it and you're supposed to feel better when you mm. get there, yeah. but you don't. You just move the target or there's a new target yeah. and you're just constantly chasing that new target or number yeah. thinking that that's going to make you feel like you've arrived or you're now worthy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so it, so it never ends. Right. And, and I'll tee up everything we talk about with like, I'm all for people making tons of money. It's what our brand is all about. Like, I love it. Yeah. I, we, you know, we look to science behind some of what we do in our brand. We look to quantum physics. Everything is expanding in our universe if you study it. So I, I believe we are part of that. We are meant to expand too, which means we get to expand financially, but it's how we do it that's the key. And if we're, if we're chasing it because we feel, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I work with a fair amount of male clients as well behind the scenes. And I have a great client. Um, he's in technology sales and, you know, he, he leads a team there too. And we were working on, he wanted to go to seven figures in income. And I, I always check in with clients when they talk about their financial goal. And I just am curious why, like, tell me why that's great. Why? And he kind of paused and I could just see his, you know, he's, he's a proud guy, works out strong, all of that. But I could see in that moment, his shoulders kind of slumped. And he said, cause it's, I think I'll be validated then. And it was this moment of like, oh yeah, that's, that's the real reason why I think I want it. And so it's, it's a switch. It's a, it's a switch that I didn't make for a long time in my career. And so because of that, this will kind of come full circle to your question. Originally, I've been chasing and accumulating all these things outside of me. And I kind of just reached this breaking point where, you know, not only was I dealing with the eating disorder, I was in a, um, a relationship with a recovering alcoholic. There was just a lot of stuff that wasn't, it was, that wasn't a healthy relationship at all. Um, and I kind of just reached the point where it was like, it feels really scary to make a lot of changes. The thought of mm. leaving the quote unquote safe job, leaving yeah. the relationship, you know, what would people, I, I was married to him. So it was, what would people think of me being divorced in my twenties? I had a lot of stigma around that at the time. Um, and just to unravel and undo all of this stuff that I had done that I thought was what I was supposed to do to be happy and successful. And that felt really scary, but I kind of just looked at it and it was like, it can't be worse than what I'm living every day to go off into the unknown cannot be worse than how I'm feeling every day right now. And so the pain of staying the same was greater than going off into the unknown. And so yeah. that's what I did. And I think we all have moments like that, right? Where we, we have to make that change. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you didn't forget to subscribe and share so that we can help more people transform the way they sell.